We work hard at being healthier. And what we really need is better quality sleep. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. a day we thought we'd be just celebrating. I'd expect to be podcasting today. Uh, we have to have an emergency Arrowhead Pride podcast. I'm Pete Sweeney, joined by Sean Barber and the Chiefs releasing news today that starting safety Eric Berry, the heart and soul of this football team, has ruptured his Achilles tendon. And we all know what that means. We've seen it with the Derek Johnsons and the Mike DeVitos of the world. The season's over for Eric Berry. So, Sean, immediate reaction when you heard this news. I mean, this as a fellow player, man, as somebody who's been out there on the battlefield with those guys, um, I mean, it hurts. It hurts to know that one of the guys you fought with, uh, trained with over the offseason, uh, was depending on to be one of your lead lead dogs when you're ready to go hunt on the defensive side of the ball uh, won't be with you anymore. But also, um, I mean, just, 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 just knowing that you got guys in the fold. You got a number of guys in the folds that are ready to step up and, you know, kind of showcase, you know, where they are. Yeah, it was a scary moment last night. I, I think you sort of knew right away when it happened because Eric Berry went to the ground and you could almost see him smiling a little bit. He was, in a way, just shocked. Uh, I think he was staying at, in, on the ground. He knew it was serious, waiting for the cart. And right away, you could feel sort of the tension of the game pick up a little bit because right at that point, the Chiefs were rolling. You know, it should have been a very happy time. And, and they got deflated a little bit. And it really is deflating because this is a game, too, where you beat the world champs. You not only beat them, you really dominated them in the second half. Uh, you make a statement. And coming away from this game, you want to have your complete team. And that's what hurts so much. Yeah, and, and seeing, you know, Rick Burkholder, the head trainer with the Chiefs, um, kind of seeing him rub his head and kind of like tell him that, like, yeah, man, you know, it's okay. That That's kind of when you knew it was something really serious because, you know, some, some, something could have been a high ankle sprain, could have been something just, you know, precautionary. Even even the fact that he didn't go down immediately, you know, when you see highlights of uh, some of the other guys who've had Achilles, usually it's kind of like, you know, it kind of spilled like, like, like a... Like a pile of bricks. Yeah, yeah, like something that's right. so heavy hits their ankle, they just go down and they don't even try to get up. You know, right. it, the foot just stops working the right way. He was kind of manipulating his foot a little bit, so you kind of had kind of a little bit of hope that it might have been just a slight tear or something that he could he could rehab back from. But then, uh, kind of, I think once you saw um, the head trainer get over there, uh, Burke Holton, you saw EB take his gloves off. You know, he's sitting there just kind of taking his gloves off. I think that's when it all kind of, I mean, everybody kind of knew at that point what what they was dealing with. Now, this is a long road back. We know that. I think the optimal scenario is he has some surgery, gets rehabbed, and is ready for 2018. The good news, if there's any good news, is that this is Eric Berry. Uh, this is a guy who came back from cancer. He became the NFL Comeback Player of the Year. And if there's anyone that could rehab from an injury like this and win that award again, 
I, I look no further than Eric Berry, and that's that's the real good news about this situation. Yeah, I think that, I mean, if you just go through everything he's gone through in life, you know, everything back in Tennessee's childhood, his teammates, um, just as a family man, um, going, you know, chapter after chapter, going through overcoming so many things, um, he's just able to put those pieces all back together. He's putting, putting all those pieces back together, and now it gives him a chance, you know, last night after covering one of the best tight ends in all of NFL history, being on the field against one of the quarterback, the greatest quarterbacks in all of NFL history. And at that point, he's supposed to be, you know, having a, you know, being able to celebrate with his team a great victory and just worrying about, you know, the next game and what he's going to do next. But now in his mind, it's, it's surgery, it's rehab, it's, like you say, in the 2018 season. So, I'm sure he's going to keep his mind and his focus on being a leader off the field for the rest of the team out there and definitely having some place in the, in the classroom as far as getting guys prepared to play every week. But it's nothing like being on the field with the guys. Yeah, you wonder what he's going to end up doing. I know when he was battling cancer, he went to Atlanta, and that was a little bit different of a situation. I think battling an illness like that is completely different than rehabbing an injury. So you wonder if he'll stay with the team. And that'll be important. Because he's such a leader. And if he's not around, you're going to have to look towards some of these other guys, the Derek Johnsons of the world, to maybe pick up the slack off the field. Because this is a player who is very, very good on the field, but probably just as important off the field. Oh, definitely. I mean, he had a, he had a very quiet demeanor. You know, he, was quiet. he wasn't a guy rah-rah and all that kind of stuff. But through his silence, I mean, he spoke volumes. Um, different guys in that secondary, I mean, you know, just a look from EB would let you know what if it's time for some serious business. You know, during different parts of practice and stuff, hey, it's time for the defense to really turn it up. Let's get focused up. Let's go win. Everybody, like, he's the lead dog right there. He's the guy who leads the um, the secondary. And our secondary is, you know, it's a very important part of our defense. Now, we have to move on because fans are going to wonder this, not to be disrespectful in any way, but the Chiefs have a game next Sunday. So on the field, what are they going to do to replace one of the most important players that they have on their defense. They have some young safeties, Ron Parker, Danny Sorensen, who you know I know you wanted to have a chance to start, probably not like this, uh, and Eric Murray, who has shown flashes of being someone who could be a good player for this team. In those three guys, how do the Chiefs replace them if they don't go outside of the team? Well, I think collectively they can all do enough to at least play at the level of EB, um, just in different strengths and weaknesses that, that each one of them possess in their game. Um, you know, Sorison is definitely more comfortable around the box. He's a heavy hitter. He's a physical type guy. He loves, like, you know, I think he's, he covers the tight ends better than almost anybody on our team because he is so physical. Murray kind of moves like a, a corner. He's able to glide in and out, got perfect angles to the ball, high points the ball. Um, definitely is able to play that that deep uh, safety zone, that's um, play off the hashes and stuff like that. And then with Parker, Parker's that, uh, he's a good mix. He's a good. Um, kind of a hybrid safety, not really a free safety, not really a strong safety. He's able to go back, back and forth both ways. So you don't really know between those three guys who's going to be playing what. And so I think that kind of gives that little bit of hesitation to the quarterback, a little bit of hesitation to the offensive coordinator coming in of who's doing what on what on what downs and which defensive scheme. So. And Parker's interesting, too, because he was playing a number of positions last night as it was. I know he was in slot cornerback a little bit, you know, mixing in safety. He does a lot of different things. And as you wonder about other positions on the team that may need help, it may be all three of these guys on the field at the same time. A three-safety package, man, does not – that's not something that scares me at all. I think that's one of the most beneficial things to have because safeties, I mean, the, the angles that they see 
when they when they able to look at overall the entire offense and the uh, entry points to the ball and the high points they have to play, the angles they have to play to get to the ball, if you can get three guys like that on the field at one time, um, it's kind of hard to decide where you're going to attack a defense in, as far as passing the ball. So, I mean, if you can talk about a nickel package, I know most people think, try to bring in a third corner to cover the slot, but when we got Parker and we got – um, we got some guys um, with, with cornerback skills with Murray and Parker. We can make things very confusing about what side we're rolling to. It's the best part about Parker and Sorensen is they're hybrids but different positions. You know, they both can play the safety position, but Ron Parker can play cornerback. Danny Sorensen could come in as a linebacker, mm-hmm. so that's very valuable in a situation like this where you lose somebody who is a huge part of your team. Now, I want to get into just the mental aspect for a Danny Sorensen and Eric Murray. I know Sorensen signed his contract, but still – this is now a golden opportunity for these two still kids to start in the National Football League. Yeah, I think they both of them, um, to me, just from seeing them and talking to them, they both are very professional about the business. Like somebody else said, you know, you take care of your work and your work will take care of you. And I think that from day one, since each one of them have gotten to the building, they've already taken care of their work. They're they studying like a guy who's going to start on Sunday, who's going to start every week. And then they just do, you know, whatever opportunities they get, they play at a very high level. And that's why I said I like Danny a lot because um, when he gets in there, man, he plays at an extremely high level, even for a few snaps. But he also takes his, his role in special teams so seriously. And that's, it all, it's all intertwined. It's all, it's all part of your defense when it comes to special teams, coverage units, first, second, third, fourth down. That's all about defending your end zone. And I think both of those guys do a great job in all, all both of those phases. So we address what the Chiefs lost. We know what they have on the team now. If you could give me one or two names that, you know, maybe they could bring in to replace Eric Berry from the outside, uh, who would that be? Well, all these guys, you know, from a talent standpoint, they probably could all fill in and play very well, but it's just this atmosphere. I don't know if, I don't know if the kingdom, I don't know if the, what we've got going on here is kind of a brotherhood. And so um, I, I do feel like the guys that have already been in the fold are probably the best fits. But if you go outside, if you just look on uh, who are the free agents available, I mean, you know, this guy Steven Terrell from, from Seattle, um, he's a corner who had to come in for Earl Thomas when Earl Thomas was went down. He plays the run very effectively. Um, he's been able to play uh, deep coming up in the box, and uh, he's only 26 years old, so a fairly young guy, uh, very healthy, but definitely a run stopper. Right, and he did spend the preseason with the Kansas City Chiefs before getting cut, so he knows the system. Uh, who else you got? Um, then you look, the Ravens had a guy, Matt Elam. We know him from many years ago. Uh, drafted really high. Kind of didn't, didn't fulfill his, his uh, didn't reach that level that everybody had, had drafted him to be. That, that happens with that, some guys. It always happens with some guys. But, you know, at 25 years old, I mean, 26 years old, he's still a young guy in the league. Able to have a, ha, he still has a lot of football left in front of him. Just it really hasn't found his niche Maybe Kansas City is the right fit for him. And do then you, the last guy. Do you, with, with Elam, do you worry about the arrest at all in, in early 2017? I, you know what I do? I think guys learn from stuff, man. I think guys, you know, everybody deserves a second chance. Um, you know, he, obviously, if you got something, some kind of flag in your system, um, you give him a shorter leash, you give him a, you have a shorter and, fuse with him. And we've seen Andy Reid. He doesn't shy away from guys that could have, quote, unquote, potential problems. Michael Vick, Marcus Peters, Tyreek Hill, and all three really were success stories. So I, I, I tend to agree with you. Yeah, you, you take a guy, and if it's in his past, once you sit down and talk to him, you, you can kind of figure out, was that something that just happened to him, or is that really his character? So the one thing that, you know, I think the scouting department and the Chiefs do, obviously from their track record better than everything else, is the vetting process. When they go out and talk to a guy, they fill out, they can really feel if that's a part of their character, that's in that guy's heart, or was he in the wrong place, wrong time? 
All right. Well, listen, it, it should be interesting to see what the Chiefs do. It's a very bittersweet day, I think, for Chiefs fans because you get this great win over the world champions dominating in their home on their turf on opening night, 42-27 win, but you lose one of your best defensive players. A lot of times been called the heart and soul of the Chiefs, but now we had a little bit of input into what you can expect potentially in the coming days. For Sean Barber, I'm Pete Sweeney. This has been the Arrowhead Pride Podcast. I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.